We are in the fourth week of the Easter season, in the fourth week of our Easter message series. And we've been looking at influence. Influence is force. Influence is a force, and it can be a compelling force, affecting the actions and behaviors, the opinions and, and thought of others, and eventually the outcomes that they experience. We've been looking at influence specifically as regards Jesus of Nazareth, a man who grew up in obscurity, in a working-class household, in an impoverished outpost of the Roman Empire. He never wrote a book, commanded an ar ar army. He uh, was not wealthy. He didn't even have a permanent address. And yet, he's done more to influence our Western civilization, and in many ways the whole world, than any person who ever lived. Such is the influence of Jesus of Nazareth. How did he do it? Well, we've been reflecting together in the course of this series. He did it by introducing a, a movement. The New Testament calls this movement the ecclesia. As we've seen, ecclesia is a Greek word for a group of people who come together on behalf of the larger community with the intention of influencing the larger community. The ecclesia isn't only all about or even primarily about the people already in the ecclesia, it's also about the people who aren't. Jesus came to start a movement like that, and we, of course, call it the church. Jesus intended the church to be the continuation of that influencing movement that he introduced. And so in the course of this series, we've been looking at ways we, as a church community, as a parish family, can positively influence people around us. And we said last week this series has a very deliberate focus, which is what today's message is all about. The COVID ordeal of the last year has impacted all of us in many ways and raised many concerns. One of the most widely shared concerns is the negative impact it's having on our children and young people. School closures, sports cancellations, social distancing, everything else they've experienced, everything else that's been taken away from them raises a range of concerns from academic standing to mental health. The purpose of today's message is to invite your support for our next generation ministry by making an investment in that ministry. Specifically, we're looking at one of two ways you can make such an investment. First, make a commitment to serve in the kids or student ministry by serving in some small, simple, specific way in just one of our various programs. Two, for those who cannot serve as well as everyone else, I invite your support through your prayerful support. This summer, we'll be offering a program of prayer for the successful return uh, of our kids and student programs and the successful return to the full active participation of our young people. In today's second reading, St. John reflects, Beloved, 
See what love the Father has bestowed on us that we may be called children of God. And yet, so we are. The almighty and eternal creator of absolutely everything in the heavens and on the earth invites us into a relationship. A relationship in which we get to call him Father. He bestows upon us the title of children. Beloved sons and daughters of the Most High God, see what love. Another translation says, pay attention to the love God lavishes on us. God lavished his love by sending his son in order to form a family, his family. Jesus' ecclesia movement is about the formation of his family. And one of our greatest responsibilities and highest privileges as Christ followers is to partner with God to help the next generation know that they're a part of his family and grow in the family. And in this past year, that has become more important than ever before. While our kids and students have experienced many losses in this COVID year, we're determined to make sure that their faith in Christ, their place in his family, is not one of them. Instead, let's meet this moment. Let's meet this moment as an opportunity to rededicate ourselves to the formation, the education, and the celebration of faith that we want our young people to experience here at Nativity. Hello and welcome. This is our Next Generation Wing. If you haven't been to this side of the church before, it is my honor to introduce you to it today. This is the place where we introduce and foster faith-filled relationships for those six weeks all the way up to 18 years old. We want them to have deep and meaningful conversations and relationships here. And so we gather as a next generation in this wing. And these particular rooms are our all-stars rooms. This is the place for preschoolers up to age five to gather with their peers, to play, sing, dance, and worship together. They hear stories from the Bible, they're introduced to their heroes and faith, and they are coming to know the Heavenly Father who loves them. The Word of God comes alive for kids and time travelers during Mass. It's designed for kids in grades one through four to travel through time so that they can hear the same Bible stories that the adults are hearing next door in the sanctuary. And as they do, they learn that God's Word can help them to make wise choices, that they can trust God no matter what, and that God will help them to love with their whole heart, soul, and mind. In these rooms, kids will see everything from science experiments to brain teasers to laugh out loud skits that help them to know that Jesus loves them. In Quest, it's our kids' first chance to be in a small group. This is for grades one through four. And we believe that kids worship in mass, but they grow in circles, they grow in small groups. That's the place that they can build strong, meaningful relationships, that they can ask deep questions, and we want those relationships to continue. So that's why our small groups are consistent from the time that they begin in Quest all the way through their experience in Next Generation Ministry. Preteens take part in Resurrection, our program for middle schoolers. 
We hope that in one power-packed hour every week, they participate in meaningful games and their conversation in small groups is ignited. Throughout their time in middle school, we want them to go deeper and to continue to grow with that same group. And then through that experience, they can see that the living God is active in their lives. We're proud that we have so many high schoolers who serve, grow, and are part of our Nativity community. Uprising is our program for high schoolers where they're challenged to meet with a small group every week because they need that community to be able to make increasingly adult decisions as they start to think about college and sports and all the activities that they're involved in. We want them to know not just what to think, but how to think. So we ask a lot more questions of this time rather than offering answers. There really is something for every age and every stage of your child's development. We want them to be known and loved when they're here. Now let's meet some of the members of our next generation. When quarantine happened, I felt sad. I wanted to meet my friends. I made new friends in virtual and I was happy. I was invited one week to resurrection and decided that it would be fun to go with some new friends, not really thinking much more about it than the fact that they said that dinner was involved and that I was gonna get pizza. So I went and hung out with my friends and was immediately placed into Kelly and Marianne's small group. So there were a couple times where like, especially in middle school, I would be having like a rough day and I would text one of them and be like, hey, can anybody chat? And they would give me a call and like we would just talk through things or they would pray over me and just that like trust that we had with each other just kind of always kept me going. And because of how awesome my small group leaders are, um, I decided that I wanted to lead a younger group of middle schoolers. And that's when I started being a co-leader or a student leader with the middle school group. And then we formed a student leadership team and I was one of the first members on that team. And we've planned retreats and messages and it's helped me grow in my faith and my leadership while also giving back to the church and the program that I started it. I've met many different friends here at small groups with different passions and ideals. Like some love sports, others love camping. Me, I love music. And just having people come together and just talk about how they struggle with the same challenges that I may face and just have different solutions to face those challenges. It really strengthens my relationship, not with only just my friends, but with God. I think the benefit of having a small group is that you have a lot of things in common with the people in your small group in terms of your faith, um, how you practice your faith, your age group, that sort of thing. But you also have a lot of things that are different, your background, your experiences, your family, your relationships, that's all different. So I think having that one central thing to connect on and then bringing all of those experiences in to support that is really what makes it special. So we recently completed our confirmation retreat. I was blown away, not, not only with the way that the retreat uh, was, was organized and the way it moved and the way it flowed, but the student ministers were just absolutely incredible. Uh, and I think that's so very, very important for our Catholic faith to have those young people that, are, um, that have such a solid foundation 
Uh, and I think that's so very important, not just for Christians, but for us as Catholics, to have those young people to, to sort of carry on the message for the next, uh, next generation. Every kid and every student has a story. We want part of that story to be that they love their church and that they know their Heavenly Father. Victoria and Sammy, Justin and Joshua, all have had adults and peers who have invested in them and who have heard this portion of their life story. They're part of 592 students that are registered in our student programs this year. And we have hundreds more kids who are participating virtually. Before the pandemic, we welcomed well over 500 kids to our campus each weekend. All that means that we need an incredible and incredibly large team to serve the next generation. And it's not just the numbers, because for every number, that's an individual who needs to be known and noticed, grown and focused on what matters most. And you are the key to that. You can be part of our next generation team. You would serve a specific age group, either preschool, elementary, middle school, or high school. And we would help you to know developmentally how to laugh with them, fun, have fun, and have great conversations. Our biggest need is for small group leaders, those that show up each week to lead our kids and students. But we have lots of opportunities behind the scenes as well. If you are willing to serve pizza and move furniture with a smile, you can do that as part of our student ops team. If you have a creative streak, maybe an education background, you can be, help us create content. And if you are naturally helpful and welcoming, you could be a host for our kids to help them get checked in and find their way to their rooms. There are lots of ways that you can serve, and we will help you to find the right one. We actually have a wish list of ministers that we hope you can help us to fill. And don't forget, teens are some of our best ministers. So if you're in middle or high school, consider serving those younger than yourself. To really reach our full potential this fall, we want to have a minister team for the next generation of 300 people. 300, that's 120 for students, 180 for kids. And for each one, we'll provide the clearance, training, materials, and support that you need. We're ready for you to say yes. And in a moment, Father Michael is going to tell you how to take that next step. When you do, you're making an investment. You are part of this movement and this moment that has the potential to deeply influence the next generation. So, starting this fall, we fully intend to offer all of our kids and student programs online and live in person on our Ridgely Road campus. Knowing how large our kids and student population is here in Timonium and recognizing how phenomenally our online presence has grown 600% in the last year, 600%. Potentially, probably, most certainly, that means that we'll be reaching thousands of kids and students this fall. And with your help, we can engage, equip, and inspire them too. Daniel has already shared with you various opportunities to serve. I hope you will prayerfully and carefully consider that. But even if you can't help us out in those ways, everybody can support our ministry through prayer. 
This summer, we'll be kicking off a prayer campaign in preparation for the fall. We're calling it 100 Days of Prayer. Beginning June 4th, those who sign up will receive a brief daily devotional every morning for the 100 days leading up to our fall kickoff. Of course, you can pray the devotional prayers any time of day that's convenient. So we can all do this, but that's exactly the point, that we're all doing this together, praying the same petitions. That will be powerful prayer. So here's what I'd like you to do. Whether you can commit to serve, would be willing to support us in prayer, or want to learn more, simply text the word NEXT, N-E-X-T, NEXT, to 410-216-5534. That's 410-216-5534. Then just follow the prompts, and we'll take it from there. We all want to be influential. We all want to be people of faith. Everybody does. And when we're working together toward a common goal, the impact of our influence, the impact of our faith multiplies. So I invite you to join us in this project. I invite you to invest at this time in the next generation. Be a part of it. Be a part of it as your investment helps their faith flourish. Be a part of it as they more than double your investment, connecting with their peers and sharing their faith. Imagine, just imagine that kind of influence.